The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All I can say is just, wow, whoa. <laughs> you know, what, we wanna, what I want to do in this homily today is very similar to our first reading in the Acts of the Apostles, where uh, Paul and his companions went out on this huge mission trip, and then they came back, and they reported back to where they started. And just taking that time to reflect on what God has done among us. We live in a culture that doesn't stop and reflect. We just move on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we just wanted a chance to just, again, stop and reflect and just be thankful for everything that God has done for us uh, here at Trinity. So over the last year, this ministry season, this has been our theme, of course, Family Matters, the year of the family. And we've done a lot of things like what we're trying to do today, to be together as a family, and we've had a lot of, of teaching and sermons all about family. And I just kind of wanted to go back and look, just I'm not going to go through all the sermons again, don't, don't misunderstand me. <laughs> but just what we talked about this year, back in the early fall, we did Living the Dream, which was all about how you live your Christian faith in your own home. And then after that, we did this series called This Is Us. Who are we as God's family? And in the wintertime, we did this series called Modern Biblical Family, where we looked at some of the tough issues that our culture is facing. And we did all of this because, again, to be obvious, family matters. It really matters. Your family matters. Our Trinity family matters. And the reason why all of this matters so much, God created it and designed it because He wants to be family with us. He created your family, he created our Trinity family, which of course is a part of the whole Christian family, but he created these, these, these relationships so that through them we could experience what it means to be family with God and what it means to experience his love. So even if you don't have a good experience of what family means, if like that definition is kind of skewed for you because of the hurt and the heartache of your life, God wants you to experience what real family is. And even... Even when it hasn't gone well, there's still something in us that says, but I know what it's supposed to be. I know what it's supposed to be. You know why? Because that's your destiny. Ain't that the good news, right? That's the good news of where we're headed to be family with God. So in the gospel reading today, Jesus talks about love. And he said these words, this is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And we could maybe say it this way. This is how all will know that you are my family if you have love for one another. But the word love has to be one of the most ill-defined, misunderstood words in the entire English language, is it not? I mean, we throw the word love around all over the place so loosely 
right? We can use the word love to manipulate. I love you, so do this for me. We use the word love to justify. If two people love each other, they should be able to do whatever they want. We use the word, ironically, to be self-serving. I love you, or I love this, so it's my right to have it. Think about it. We actually use love most of the time, or many times, we use the word love as the exact opposite of what it really means. Now, Jesus says to us, I give you a new commandment, love one another. Now, on one level, it's not really new. It was in the Old Testament, too. Love your neighbor as yourself. What's new about the commandment is that Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus would show his love. He would act on that love. In the verses right prior to this passage that we read is the great story of Jesus getting down on his feet and washing the stinky, dirty feet of his disciples. The God of the universe acting like a slave. In chapter 15, so just a couple of chapters away, Jesus would say these words, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends, which is precisely what he would do the very next day on Good Friday. He would lay down his life for us. Now we're starting to get at a real definition of love. Love is the total, sincere, sacrificial gift of yourself for the other person. And not for what you're going to get out of it, not for what they're going to do in return for you. It is your gift of yourself for them, for their sake. You want to will their good. That's love. And it's really hard. It's really, really difficult. It's maybe even almost impossible for us. How really are we supposed to love at the level Jesus loves? How are we supposed to love as Jesus loves? So completely, so sacrificially, all the time, for all people, and even for people we don't, can't even, we don't like, we can't even stand them. How are we supposed to do that? Here's the thing. If you hear this new command to love as Jesus loves, as just some extreme moral standard that you're supposed to live up to and you probably never will, then you miss the point. Because as always, friends, as always, it always depends on Jesus. Here's the definition of love. Love is a person. And everything that person has done for you and me. Love is Jesus. And when that person offers the complete gift of himself to you, if you receive that gift, if you receive the gift of Jesus into yourself, now you can love as he loves because he's living in you. Loving as he loves is because he's living in you. It's actually him. He's doing all the loving in you. 
And friends, this is not some just abstract spiritual way of talking. Oh, you know, yeah, Jesus is with me. No, no, no. In a few moments, Jesus is going to come to you in this Eucharist again and live in you. Jesus lives in you. Would you please get out of the way? Would you please stop making life all about you? Would you make your life about him? He's living in you. Let him shine through you in everything you say and do. Love one another as I have loved you. Let Jesus love through you. He would say in another place, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Think about that for a second. It's more blessed to give than to receive. But maybe we're kind of getting at why. You see, my friends, when you give, it's actually a gift to you first. Because when you give of yourself, you're actually giving Jesus. Now think about that for a second. What a gift. What a privilege that Jesus wants to love someone else through you. Through you. So I want to do something really different with this homily. And now is when you need that little piece of paper. If you grab one and if you didn't get one, they're scattered all over the place. Just look to somebody next to you. They probably have them, this little piece of paper. Because again, we don't reflect near enough. And what I wanted to do is lead us through a prayer reflection in this homily. If you get out this piece of paper, you notice there's two columns. It says, I've received Jesus, which means to receive love, because Jesus is love, and given Jesus, given love. And then there's two rows. It says, me and my family, and and then the second row is my Trinity family. And what I'm going to have you do in just a moment is I'm going to have you fill this out and just think about it. If you can't fill the whole thing out, it's okay. This, by the way, is why I gave you a second one, so you can take it home and maybe take this to prayer this week and think even more about it. I had a chance to get ready for this, so I had time to prepare. So... But I'm going to give you a second one to do that. But what I'd like you to do now, there's pencils in front of you, is you're going to, going to fill this out. Me and my family, how have we received Jesus? How have we given Jesus? Me, my Trinity family, what have you seen? How have we received Jesus? How have we given Jesus? Now, before you do that, if you don't mind, what I'd like to do is share with you what I reflected on in prayer this week and how I filled this out. Me and my family. How have we received Jesus? Well, personally, in my first year of leading this parish, I have received so much encouragement, so many kind words. I have colleagues like Pastor Davis and many, many others who are so amazing. I think of the volunteers, all of you who volunteer and give so much time, and everybody, the attitude of this church is, what can we do to do Jesus' work? And I get to be the leader of that? And when I think about the fact that you so generously support my family, I can feed my family because of your generosity, and then I get to be a pastor. I get to be a pastor. I get to dedicate my life trying to bring Jesus to people's lives. How have I given Jesus? As I reflected on this, One of my favorite things we did this year was that series, Modern Biblical Family. 
Because in that series, those of you who were here and listened to it, we took on some pretty tough topics that are going on in our culture. And I think we did that with compassion, but also with truth. But see, I was able to give that because all of you supported me, and I was able to do some continuing education over the last several years, and this was sort of the culmination of all that I have learned, all that I have received. And in that sermon series, what I tried to do is just give what I had received to you. It was actually a gift to me. I'm going to go to the bottom right-hand corner for a second. How has our Trinity family given to others? Some of you know this story. We've got a couple of young boys in our third grade here at Trinity Lutheran School. Both of them have very serious and chronic illnesses. One of them wrote to our Trinity family, one of the families, and I'd like to share it with you. Dear Trinity family, I've tried for days now to put my thoughts into words, and I am still at a loss. I want to start by saying thank you, but thank you doesn't seem like enough. You've willingly adopted us into the Trinity family and are loving us all so well. Your thoughts, prayers, words, and encouragement and outpour of love has not gone unnoticed. We stand in utter awe of all God has done through you to help us. We rest easy knowing each day our younger children are being well-loved and instructed while we are not there. We remain uncertain of what the future holds for our son. But we don't doubt you will all be there to support us and encourage us. This year's theme is Family Matters, which seems like such a simple idea. But in reality, many people don't know how to be a family or understand the concept of family because of the background they were raised in. Yet here inside a school, family has been born. You have all worn this year's theme well. Thank you for being God's hands and feet. And thank you for pouring out your hearts to God for us. Thank you for being obedient to what God has called you to do. The journey would be significantly different if it weren't for all of you. That's how our Trinity family has given. And so one more in the bottom left-hand corner. How have we all received Jesus? I'd like to say there's another person through whom we have all received Jesus. Because I think that she has probably touched every person in this room at some point. And her husband has been by her side through the whole time. He, he gives so much of himself. I want to ask my sister Sue and her husband Greg, if you would just come up here for a moment. Because it's not very often that we as a family have a chance all together to thank you for your ministry among us. So if you would both come up here just for a second, because you have been Jesus to us. Let's welcome them, please. I know you're going to kill me tomorrow, but oh well. Come here, please, if you just stand right here, because it's hard sometimes to receive love, but we need to show you our love. Sue has served us. Her ministry goes back before Trinity, but she has served Trinity for 19 years. She's about ready to go into your 20th year of ministry among us. And the guy next to her not only supports her and loves her, he's here doing everything all the time. And he didn't get paid for it. He's just along for the ride, but he gives of himself so completely. And when I think of the two of you, I, I cannot think 
of anyone who gives Jesus to everyone they meet more than the two of you do. Amen? All right, now, if you would take that sheet from your, thank you for indulging listening to me and letting me share. Now I'd like for you to share. Put it on your sheet, write it down. In a second, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to take about two to three minutes, have a little bit of music, fill them out, and then I'm going to ask you, if you can't fill the whole thing out right this second, that's okay. I'd like you to put some things down, and then in a couple minutes, I'm going to invite you to bring them forward and lay them on this altar and give them up to the Lord.